Hey there, welcome to the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. This is Justin Devonshire, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. And you know that every guest on this show is special because we have so few of them. Uh, because for reasons I've, I've told you guys before, I only want to bring you the best people that I know firsthand have real experience, real wisdom to share, and have been there, done it, and in many cases are still doing it today. And one of those people is definitely Camelia Ruth, who I've got here today. Say hi, Camelia. Hi, everybody. It's good to be on here with you, Justin. It's really my pleasure. Fantastic. It's my pleasure and honor to have you on as a guest here as well. I know Fit Bros are absolutely going to be blown away by, by uh, our conversation today. So just to take you guys back to how I met Camelia for the first time. So uh, I work with um, Brian Grasso, Carrie Campbell, mutual friends of ours. And it was, it was, must've been about, about, well, six months to a year ago now. And we were in talks about helping them grow their business, expand their brand and so on. And we really wanted some additional help when it came to operations and systems and scalability. And I asked Brian and Carrie, who do they know in their network that could be a potential person? And within a microsecond, both of them just said, Camellia. They looked at each other, said, Camellia, nodded. And I was like, who the heck is Camellia? What, what have I missed, right? <laughs> um, and they filled in the story. Uh, and so Camellia came in, and that's how we met. Uh, and of course, um, we've got to know each other quite well, working together over the months. And um, I'll let Camellia drop her backstory in here. But um, suffice to say, Camellia is one of the leading minds out there when it comes to launching, growing, scaling your business, particularly fitness businesses. And I'm very pleased to have you on the show. And so would you like to share a little bit about your background and uh, how you can help the fitness professionals and boot camp and studio owners listening in today? Oh, absolutely. I will. And thank you for that. Um, well, my story goes back a ways. Uh, I've been around for quite a long time and, you know, kind of in the backgrounds. Just until recently, I've sort of re-emerged myself. But um, my life didn't start as a fitness business owner. It started out as one of those big six consulting people. I actually worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers back in the day when there were six of those big accounting firms. And one of the things that I did with that company was a lot of business re-engineering, structuring and systemizing and prioritizing and really enjoyed that kind of work. Um, but life took me in a different direction. I had two kids. My husband at the time, uh, we were living in Atlanta, wanted to move to New York City. And so we packed up and moved to New York City and quite a culture shock, I will tell you. It was quite a different setting in New York. And I started working at a little YMCA in the, in the country of Connecticut. But there I met um, some folks and got more interested in the fitness realm and connected with Fitness Together. Fitness Together is a, was a pretty large and up-and-coming franchise at the time. Um, and so I used my business sense and I leveraged other trainer sense and opened up a Fitness Together, actually opened up two of them. Uh, grew that fitness together to the number one franchise in the country in a year. We were over a million dollars generating in revenue. 
We were the number one um, in, in the country, always in the top 10 for the subsequent, subsequent years. But I got to tell you, Justin, it was hard. It was really hard. And it was really hard at the beginning because I had no idea how to run a business. And I didn't realize just how badly I was at running a business. I had all the business sense, but when it actually came to running the business, I was a little scared. Um, and just a little culture shock and didn't really know what to do. So I did what many fitness business owners or any business owners fail to do, and that is ask for some help. Mm -hmm. um, I used the support that I had available to me um, through Fitness Together, but I also asked, uh, got some outside help with, um, who is now my husband now, Eric Ruth, and the company that he founded at the time, Net Profit Explosion. Learned everything I needed to know about business from that foundation. Sales, marketing, management, financials, all of it uh, came from there, as well as other support as well. But I learned a lot from there, and I, I trusted and believed in uh, what Eric had built and how he was supporting other business owners so much that I actually started working with him and became a coach for NPE ultimately sold my fitness together and moved down here to Florida and began working as a full-time coach with Net Profit Explosion and really uh, filled my heart with being able to help other business owners grow their business and, you know, implement the things I had learned and the opportunities I had gotten. I hate to say mistakes, but opportunities that I had learned and helping others grow. And from there, I uh, sort of built my own coaching business and developed it into what it is today. I did meet Brian and Carrie about four years ago now. Uh, they were doing a seminar in Connecticut and I thought, well, let's go. We know who they are. You know, I never actually met them, but we've heard of them and they were in my town that I that I'd built the fitness together in. So we went up there and connected with them and I heard Brian speak and you know went up to him and said you know what Brian one of these days I'm going to be working with you I believe in what you have built I believe in everything that you're saying and I'm going to I'm going to be helping you I'm going to be working with you one day and lo and behold here we are doing it and it just feels great and it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to come on here with you Justin and have this conversation as well Oh, thank you. Yeah, and that's an amazing story and uh, so much we can unplug out of that and unpack for people. So you took that, you took it to the number one franchise, you know, doing over a million, a million dollars in the first year uh, and then you got the help. And so you have your own uh, amazing experience of knowledge and then with, with the help of Eric as well, um, I guess, you know, you, you, it's, it's safe to say that you're, you're pretty much a walking encyclopedia of knowledge and wisdom for fit pros today and uh again this is why i think everyone should be listening to this um which is awesome so since you've got all that experience and, and you've been there and you've done it all and you, and, and you see and you work with people today what is the what do you say is, is the number one biggest problem or a few of the problems that you see fitness pros struggle with in business the most what are the things that you want to point out immediately or you see people struggling with uh, what are those main problems right now? So I think the first, there, there's, there's so many problems that we can unpack. Um, I think the biggest uh, problem that folks in any business 
uh, deal with is I think it's their own ego, Justin. Mm -hmm. They are so caught up in having to do it on their own that they have all, they know all the answers. They know what to do. They don't need any help. They can do it on their own that they just don't ask for help. They don't get the support that really helps them move forward in their business. Now they may buy all kinds of tools, you know, I mean, people will buy this tool and they'll buy this strategy and they'll buy this product and it'll be like, this is what's going to solve my problems. This is what's going to help me, you know, get to the next level. This is what's going to get me out of this current place that I'm in and move me forward. When in reality, they have all the tools that they need. Usually they just don't recognize that they have them and they don't know how to implement them. So most business owners really struggle with implementing what they already have and know, and they're afraid to ask for help. Not afraid to ask for help. It's more that the ego stops them from asking the help. I think that's the biggest one. Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think, why do you think quickly people, because I've experienced the same thing, and why do you think it is that fit pros are afraid to ask for help? Well, I think it's it's more about, you know, I'm a business owner, so I shouldn't need help. I own this business and I shouldn't need to have to ask for the help that will put me in the right direction. Uh, I truly, I think it's ego. I really do think it's ego. You know, I know how to do this. I can do it better than anybody. Look at me. I'm a business owner. And so asking for help is sort of a sign of weakness. It's a sign of, you know, I don't really understand everything that I need to. And so I don't want to admit that there's some weakness in me or some insecurity even in terms of allowing ourselves to reach out for the help and, the ex and accept the help that is out there willing and waiting and supporting for people. Yeah, totally get that. Okay, cool. And so what were a couple of the other problems that you wanted to mention as well? Yeah, well, I, I think the, the underlying factor for businesses from a business perspective, you know, you're going to talk with Brian here shortly and he'll tell, you know, nobody talks about mindfulness and mindset better than Brian Grasso. So I'm going to stick to the whole business side of things. And I think a mistake, a true mistake that people do is not to know their numbers. They don't take the time week after week, month after month, quarter after quarter, year after year to really take a look and understand what the numbers are telling them about the business because the numbers will tell you everything. They don't know how much they're making. They don't know how much they're uh, spending. They don't know how many leads are coming in. They don't even know where the leads are coming from. They don't know how many of those leads are con converting to consult. They don't know how many of those consults are converting to sale. They don't know how much out of their revenue is payroll related. They just, they don't know. They don't know the key metrics within their business that will help them make decisions. You know, so many times I work with a client and the first thing we talk about is, all right, let's take a look at what your numbers look like. And many of those times they don't have them. So we spend a good, you know, two, three months actually getting their numbers together, taking a look at where they are and watching the trends. Because it's not just about what is happening in that instant or in that week or even that month. It's about what has happened over time. And every decision that you want to make, every question that somebody might ask me about, should I do this in my business, gets 
ask the question back, okay? Well, let's take a look at whatever number relates to the question they're asking me. And we'll make a decision based on numbers because that is the true sense of what's happening in your business. Everything else is just, it's just not real. It's not real until you've measured it and actually identified where the gaps and where the surpluses are. Yeah, that's a big, big, massive one. And something I've something that has been really interesting uh, over the last few months of, of, of doing this with BitPros is it's this strange mentality I see, and it's kind of the attitude everywhere, and I was the same for many years, that we have this mentality that it's about business is about doing things and taking actions, and then later we'll do the finances. Like later we'll track what happened. Mm-hmm. But in reality... I, I tell it's like counting calories. You can't, you, you have to start by knowing how many calories your client needs to eat to get your quotas and your numbers. And that tells you which actions you can, can't, should, or shouldn't take. And, but FitPros have it the other way around where they think it's like, let's go out and hustle and do this, do that, do this and do that. Uh, and then, oh, I'll track the finances later to see how that worked out. And so, yeah, going on what you're saying, it's, it's, it's the fact that if you don't know your numbers, you can't even know what to do next. Exactly. And later typically never comes, right? They say later, but later typically never comes. And I think part of the reason why it never comes, Justin, is fear. There, mm-hmm. Folks are afraid to, you know, they put their head in the sand. They're afraid to actually look at what's real because of the fear of, well, you know, it may not be good. Even if it isn't good, if we don't take a look at it, we can't fix it. We can't make it better, right? If we don't know what's not working and the numbers tell us what's not working, we can't make the adjustments to move forward and make it better. Yeah, it's like it's like the uh, it, it is like going to, going to the dentist, isn't it, or the doctor, and you know something's wrong, but you don't want to find out what it is. Um, but yeah, and you know, and and because it's we see it's definitely fear. You're so right because um, you know. My team, you know, we're, we're profit first accredited yes. professionals. We run profit first analyses with our clients and we call it like the ice bucket challenge of business. Um, and everyone tries their best to avoid that conversation, but we, we dial them in. And, and the funny thing is when, once they actually see the numbers, it doesn't all, it doesn't look good most of the time, but once they see it, and it's not a ghost anymore, it's there, the relief they feel from like, okay, I, I guess it's not good, but at least yeah. now I have clarity, I know where I stand, yeah. and now we can actually start to put a plan together to move forward. Yeah. They tell us that's the most, like one of the most relieving um, times of their career. Exactly right. So, yeah, that's exactly right. And the word that you used was perfect, clarity. It does create clarity in in the now and in the future and I've recognized and I've watched you know clients that after three months of me just pounding numbers 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 and you know they diligently working the numbers there's just such a there's a difference between that first conversation and the conversation now we're having three or four months later where there's there is a sense of relief they're not so stressed and there's, 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 there's no reactivity in their business anymore. They're not reacting to what's happening in the moment because exactly as you said, they've got the clarity, they've got understanding, they've got vision, they see the future. 
And the future looks great because we've now been able to chart a path for them, show them where things have gotten better and where things will get better. And it's just, it just makes it so much easier and simpler to run a business when you have such clarity and understanding of what's truly going on underneath the covers, so to say. And you know, the funniest thing, which you must have picked up as well, is that most fit pros struggle with the same problems that they criticize their own clients for. <laughs> so they'll think oh, the client, yeah. you know, why aren't you tracking your macros? Why I can't help you if you can't track your calories. And then we'll say, well, what's, what's your, you know, P&L statement look like? Yeah, um, if I had a nickel for every time one of my clients says, gosh, that's exactly what I say to my clients, I'd be, I'd be retired right now. So would you say a good few KPIs, key performance indicators for or some numbers for fit pros to start measuring if they're new to this would be, like you mentioned earlier, income, total outgoings, payroll, the marketing and sales stats? What would you say are good kind of few numbers to be looking at? Yeah, I think those are a great place to start. Know exactly how much money is coming in. And when I say coming in, it's what hits the bank account. Just because you have it on the books as a client is supposed to pay you X number of dollars, you don't know that it always hits the books because sometimes you know credit cards fail or whatever. But whatever actually hits the bank account as your revenue coming in and whatever you spend on wherever it gets spent, you know, Sometimes the folks come in and they've got six different credit cards and a checking account and all kinds of places that their money is going out. So knowing exactly how much money has gone out uh, each month, that, that's absolutely the number one place to start. You know, you're in the business to make money. If you don't know how much money you're making or, or spending, then that's a real problem. So start right there. Number one. Number two is, you know, what is driving your money. Um, and so things like understanding your total number of clients, active paying clients, uh, boy, we could really dive into this it could, for hours, mm. Justin, but knowing your total number of active clients, because we want to get a sense of what your average client value is per month. So knowing your total active clients and then related to that, how many leads are you generating? How many of those leads convert to consults? And then how many of those consults actually convert to sale, to new clients, so your close rates? You know, those are all, from those numbers right there, you can derive so much information from your business, so much. But, you know, those are all of the basics as they relate to your finances, your marketing, and your sales. Uh, and if you're not making money, then we have a problem. If you're not closing sales, then we have a problem. If you're not generating leads, we have a problem. So those three, those three um, metrics, I think, are a great place to start from. Great. Yeah, some good numbers there. And so we've covered ego and not getting help. We've covered not knowing numbers. What would you say is maybe one of the next issues that Fit Pros are facing? Uh, leverage. I would say that the majority, I, I can't generalize, I would say that another problem that they face is leveraging what they already have. You know, I don't sell anything. All I do is coach. I don't have any systems. I don't have any programs. I don't have anything that I sell 
because my belief is that by the time folks get to me, they already have bought everything that they need to, that they need to have, right? They've bought tons of marketing programs. They've bought sales systems. They've bought everything and it's all mm -hmm. sitting somewhere in their computer, somewhere yeah. in the vault, right? They already have it but they just don't leverage it. They don't use it. They forget about it. They don't implement it and they move on to the next shiny object when they suddenly react to some something. Cause that's what we all do. We end up reacting. If we don't understand exactly where we stand in our business and what we have, we react and we go buy something else. Oh, that's going to be the thing that's going to solve my problems. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's going to solve my problems. So it's a constant reaction of buy, and then store and stockpile and never actually leverage. So what I suggest all the time, you know, when we finally get, excuse me, when we finally get the numbers uh, identified so we can understand the, the actual problem that's existing within the business, when we know that there's a strong sales system in place to actually generate uh, new clients and leverage marketing, then I ask them, okay, tell me what you have. I want you to go back through all of the tools that you've bought over the years, go back through all your whole entire hard drive and whatever other hard drives you might have, and let's identify what you currently have and we're going to leverage it because I can guarantee you that there's a lot sitting in your own vaults of mm -hmm. stuff that you just haven't used. And let's start there. There's no need to buy anything else. There's nothing to distract you. There's no need to look for that next shiny object because you already have it. You already have it. You just don't have the direction and the focus to use it uh, and implement it. That's yeah, that's, that's totally spot on. And, uh, and um, I always say business is a game of, of finding, leveraging, and optimizing assets, right? Exactly. And these are what these assets are, that the people, things people are sitting on. And I see from a, from a more macro level, what, what the FitPros are doing is, and, and all entrepreneurs, they, they start a business and they try to start by acquiring assets that they don't have, rather than leveraging assets they, they, they actually start with. Exactly right. So they say, for example, like, oh, I haven't got a list, so I need to go and build a list. Well, you know, or you can leverage somebody else's list or, or by, you know, and things like that. Uh, or, or they do have a master network list, something I got from, you know, uh, Pat Rigsby back in the day. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, and, and we, we, we usually talk about six core assets that are underutilized, uh, which are themselves not using their own time and energy efficiently their team members, their clients, as you said, their unconverted audience, their facility, their, the, the time and the space they're renting out, they're usually not maximizing, uh, and then their network of other professionals or other complementary services in the area. And that's what we tell people, like, look at those massive six core assets. And if you're, you start leveraging all of those, it's going to be very hard not to make, start making profits. You know, so. I, I, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, folks were, seem to always be looking for the shiny object. They want to look for the magic bullet that's going to propel them to, uh, whatever they define as, as success in the next 30 days. 
right? And you and I both know that doesn't happen. You know, success takes time. It takes patience. It takes consistency. And it takes some smarts. It takes some smarts to understand what you already have in your arsenal, those six things that you just said, and leveraging them and using them to the ability, the utmost ability that you can just squeeze every last uh, piece of potential out of those out of those things and you know i'm going to circle back around in numbers justin if folks are understanding their numbers and they're watching the expenses they're not going to buy anything else right it's they're not going to go and say no i need to purchase this or i need to buy this or i need to go this no they're gonna look inside they're gonna look at these these six things and say okay right i i'm i'm i want a profit margin of 15, 20, 25, 30% this month in order for me to get that, this is what I have to do. And I have that right here, right here. And I can use, leverage that to get to where I want to go. I love that you mentioned time as well, because that's something I've learned, you know, and I'm, I'm what, like eight years into my career, I guess now in, in all this. And I know I've got so much more to learn, but time has been that one, that one thing that I couldn't find in any course or product because you can't, it can't be taught. It can only be learned that when I look back now, I wouldn't have wanted, like I, I can have, I have what I define as like a, a level of success now. But if, if I'd had that five years ago, when I thought I really wanted it, it would have not have been a good time. And I look back now and realize, yeah, the last thing you have to invest is just time. Like yep. making a good glass of wine, right? It's, you, you can do everything right. You can plant the seeds, put the grapes in, do everything. But then you've just got to let it mature. And, you know, I realized you can't, you can't rush business. You can't, I mean, you can, you can, you know, you can cause growth, but you can't really rush things like, like building the internal business culture. You can't rush the things like the client relationships that will lead eventually to good retention you can't rush your own mental develop your own you know your your own development and emotional resilience to be able to cope with the ups and downs of business and you know i think for a lot of people i think i made a post about this you have to accept it's going to take probably 5 to 7 years of just being in the game yeah. to really start figuring out what the rules are here yep. and most people just don't even just can't even wait that long they can and they end up reacting Right. They, they react because they are, they just want it right in right away. And that reaction actually causes them to take a step backwards. Yeah. I'd say it's like a marathon and the more you just accept that. I think it was Craig, Craig Ballantyne or someone a long time ago that said that, you know, I, I didn't get the quote at the time, but now I get it where he says like, as soon as you understand how, how uh, difficult business really is, it becomes simple. Once you just accept what it is and it's a marathon and you're going to have to just sit down and some things are just going to take time. You can't sprint through everything and people are trying to sprint will just sprint themselves off the track into exhaustion. Exactly right. Uh, exhaustion and uh, bankruptcy. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. So <laughs> great. So to wrap things up in the last few minutes, what would you really, you know, if you had, um, a fit pro in front of you right now who really just wants to kind of push beyond that 20, 30,000 a month revenue. They want to get more free time back. They want to 
enjoy the success or at least the revenue they've created by getting more free time to be with their family and feel good about the future and and, and scaling a business without that meaning it's going to crush them. If you've got someone in that position right now, which is the majority of our listeners, what is that? What is the final thing you'd like to say to that person? So it's going to be the same thing that we just talked about, and that's called leverage. You know, one of your six things was team, and team is huge, uh, but you have to develop that team in a way that builds trust and loyalty uh, and uh, community within your team. And once you've done that, you can leverage your team to do the things that allow you to go off and have that balance and that freedom that you're looking for. You know, I had an interesting conversation with one of my clients yesterday who was you know, a little bit fearful that she had one of her staff that's become a rock star. You know, the clients love him. He does great work. He's always engaged. He's doing, you know, more and more within the business. And she's like, I'm a little fearful of that, right? It feels like he's taking away my thunder. And I told her, well, okay, but that's fantastic. You know, it's very few people, very few business owners, entrepreneurs that can develop a team member as that, as you have. And what is that allowing for you? And she thought about it for a while and she said, well, you know, I can go off and do my speaking engagements. I can go off and write my book. I can go off and do the things that I want to do because I know that my business is taken care of and I've got good people supporting my clients, supporting my vision, supporting the strategy. And it allows me uh, the leverage and the balance to be able to go do what I want to do. So, it's back to leverage, Justin. And in that instance, it's leveraging your team, making sure that you have the right people doing the right things and that you get out of the way. Because so many times, you know, you'll get those people in place and then you'll want to control or you'll want to keep managing or you want to just stay in it because of whatever reason. And that just creates uh, friction and makes it harder for them to be able to do their jobs the way that you've already taught them. So leverage them and then step back and let them do their work and you go off and do what you want to do. Brilliant. And that just loops right back full circle back to ego again, doesn't it? It does. The ego of now someone else is taking your baby, let's say. And yeah, it's this trade-off. It's like you just got to decide what do you want now? Do you want to keep running this job? If so, take it back. But if you want freedom, leverage, scale, more impact, more fulfillment, then um, pass on your toys to somebody else, basically. Pass on the toys. <laughs> That's right. Pass, pass on the baton. Yeah, but of course, and like I said, we could have this conversation for hours. Of course, you have to make sure that all the right checks and balances are in place, right? You do have to protect your business. Absolutely. You have to protect your business, but there's ways to do that and ensure that everybody is in their lane. Everybody is doing exactly what they need to be doing, including yourself Hmm. brilliant okay well thanks so much this has been amazing content and you know i hope people don't think this is like any this is too simplistic because this is really the fundamental pillars that you will go and build high six seven figure plus companies on uh fulfillment yeah and so foundational pieces that have to be in place exactly 
So thanks so much for sharing all your wisdom with us today. And where can people find out more about you and continue the conversation with you? Uh, well, I'm mostly just on Facebook. Like I said, I'm sort of a quiet coach. Uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook. It's Camelia Ruth. Send me a message. Send me an email at camelia1031 at gmail.com. Um, I'm happy to have any conversations or support you in any way that you need. Just uh, send me a message. And I can vouch that Camelia will not bite. No. She's very friendly. <laughs> no, I don't bite. Well, thanks I might so much again. Some look, but I won't bite. <laughs> Unless you don't know your numbers, then she can get very feisty. Let's, That's don't, right. You don't want to be on that side of it. Uh, so thanks again for sharing everything. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you uh, next time I'm in Canada or Miami or wherever we end up. Wonderful. We, Thank you, Justin. I've enjoyed it. Brilliant. Okay, guys. Well, hope you enjoyed this. We'd love your feedback. Um, reach out to Camelia. Check out, you know, the depths of more knowledge and wisdom she has to offer. Just reach out and say hi. That's the first step. And, and then, guys, if you've got any value out of this or this helped you, we don't uh, charge money for this. We don't run ads or anything. So to allow us to keep it free, all we ask in return is a small investment of sharing this on. If you can tag another fitness professional and or, or share it on with someone that you know needs this information that would really help us now it would mean the world to me and also then if you're listening to this on google or apple podcasts or wherever you're listening to it if you could go and leave us a review an honest review uh, a star review and write something about that that'll really help us get the message out to more fitness professionals that need it because you transform lives and you deserve to have your own life transformed as well. But you've got to learn this stuff. It's not going to happen um, magically on its own. So share this on, leave a review, and check out uh, Camelia Ruth's um, socials and, and, and follow the conversation along there. Okay, so thanks again to Camelia. And this has been Justin Devonshire on the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time.